You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. It says, count it all joy. So Jesus said, except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Now, now, someone says, what does it mean when you are dead to self and that self is dead? He asked an elderly man, a young boy. An elderly man said to him, he said, you know, in the neighborhood, um, Mr. Robertson died about four years ago. He said, yes. He said, now you go to his grave and stand over his grave and say the nastiest thing and criticize him and nasty things about him, abuse him, insult him, and then tell me his response after you've done that. So the boy, when he came back, he said, there's no response. He said, okay. Then go back there and praise him to high heavens. That is the most wonderful person, nobody else like him. What's the response? No response. He said, well, you are dead to self. Criticism doesn't affect you. Praise doesn't affect you. People can come and say you are the, you are the biggest. Let me tell you, when self is alive, someone just looks at you and says, I don't like your hairstyle. Your whole day is disturbed. That shows how much self is alive. Now, somebody says to you, you know, you are the most gifted person in that place. And then, you are now walking in the air. I'm the most intelligent, and you are repeating it, gifted. That's self. You understand what I'm saying? It's self. So, life out of death, except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, is the mystery of creation. So what do we mean by life out of death? Right? Now, a corn of wheat, which means a seed, as your boy said, every seed, all right, has an outer covering. Every seed. And that outer covering is hard. Now, the life is inside that outer covering, which protects it. And that's what's going on because you protect that, right? That it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now you take that corn of wheat, you plant it into the ground. What happens first and foremost is that it disintegrates the outer covering in order for the life on the inside to come out. Without the outer covering being disintegrating, the life on the inside cannot come out. So Paul is saying here. We have this treasure in earthen vessel, which means that he's saying that there is massive stuff inside you. He said the excellence of the power will be seen to be of God and not of you. But in order to get to that point, we have to crack this outer covering. So God says, I allow. Satan, you can't. Satan thinks he's destroying you. The same way Satan thought he was destroying Jesus. Do you get what we're saying? And took Jesus' cross and said, let's destroy. And out of it came multiplication. So God allows Satan. He comes into your life and starts doing stuff. And God says, get it, get it, get it. What will come out of you, no man's eye has ever seen. No man's ear has ever heard. My plan for your life is beyond your understanding. It is beyond the range of your consciousness. It is beyond, it is deeper than much deeper than anything you have conceived. Any vision you are throwing around, it is much more deeper than that. Allow me, the Holy Ghost is saying, open your mouth and begin to rejoice. Listen, let that life begin to come out now. 
And what happens is people keep it trapped. And say, so why did this happen? It's just like the seed say, why did the outer shell? Why did the outer shell? God a chance. Don't say that. Oh, so why did this happen? It shouldn't have happened. Why did it happen? Give God a chance to walk. So when the seed is planted, the lobe, all right, disintegrates. The lobe is the outward covering. All right, it disintegrates. All right, it's called the lobe there, it disintegrates and <clears throat> releases the life or the gem that is on the inside of it, bringing about growth and bringing about fruit. So all the adversity that happens is so, you know, you can't crucify. Jesus had to die by crucifixion. You, that's one way of dying you can't do. You can shoot yourself, you can poison yourself, you can jump from a place, but you can't crucify yourself. Because once you nail one, <laughs> that the other hand to do the nail is gone. You can't nail, you can't crucify yourself. So these are not things, these are things that people must do to you. Do you get what I'm saying? This is death inflicted by people on you. But the Bible says, had he known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So situations that Potiphar's wife lies. I, I mean, Joseph, I'm sure Potiphar's wife would have been running away on Potiphar from Joseph anytime they saw Joseph. And maybe Joseph never told him, and Joseph said she would be running. Because it's an issue of not, you know, that's when you have missed it. When you say, let my enemy who did this to me die. It doesn't, the enemy will not have to die. The enemy will be there when God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. Nobody has to die. It's where people are missing it. It's witchcraft. It's witchcraft. All right? It's witchcraft. Okay? I mean, a lot of things that we, when people start talking spiritually, many of these is from occultic practices. How do we know this? Didn't you see Simon the sorcerer? When... Peter started laying hands, and people were getting filled with the Holy Ghost. He came and said, can I give you money to get this power? In other words, if Peter had left him, it would have become a culture inside the church to be given money and for a transference of spirit, which actually was the practice in occultism. That was why he came and said, I will give you gold and all of it for you to transfer stuff to me. That's not the way it works in the gospel. So, it, all right. So the new life we have in Christ, in God, has a plan that is hidden even from our consciousness. Is encased in this flesh, which is the outer covering, from the believer to bring forth. All right. This life, for the believer to bring forth, the flesh has to be crucified. This disintegration of the flesh releases the life of Christ walking on the inside. So you can live without this. 
so that you are free as a person. Nobody again in future can ever tell you and threaten you. You will say, look, I can't be threatened. If you walk away, more will come in. This message is not just one that brings fruit, it also delivers you. So just one thing you do. So we see it in Hebrews chapter 12 here and verse 27. This is what's going on. Hebrews 12, 27. So 30 minutes, but it's simple. Straight to the point. Alright? And this word here once more signified the removing of those things that are shaking. As of those things that are made, that those things which cannot be what? Shaking may remain. So God says there's a shaking. I want to remove those things that I don't have a foundation in your life. So that the only things that remain in your life are the things that cannot be shaken. Look at the next verse. We're receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. You are now on solid ground forever. Cannot be threatened. Jesus said, this joy I give unto you, no man can take away from you. It's something solid. So God wants us self-surrender on the cross at that particular point in time, which means, Lord, I surrender. Listen, I, my, my friend, my plans have just been blown up. What I thought was going to happen has just gone up in smoke. Now I come to surrender. The life, the only life I could conceive has just gone, vanished. So, Lord, I come here, all right, to worship. I, I don't think, maybe, maybe Pastor Adipoy, I don't think that there is anybody minister in this country that has visited countries in ministry today more than Sinach. I mean, she has gone to the, to the airport to board, and they say, where are you going to? And the, the immigration said, there is no country like that. We've never heard of this country before. And they did not allow her. They turned her back. She had to go and get a letter from the government of that country to say that we are actually a country. No, I'm not making this up. I'm telling you how widely she's traveled. When I asked her, I'm just trying to say, so some of you, you say, well, I tried to leave the country. They didn't give me a visa. Listen, there's a reason. Don't be angry. Say, I gave offering. I did 60 days of planting for the visa. They refused. It's because God wants you. I say, how can God want me in Nigeria? How? How can God want this country? How can God? And she said there were seven friends that they all planned relocation. That she just mentioned it to Pastor Chris many years ago and he just said, there's something in you, don't go. I'm trying to say that where she has reached today, people she has met, are you following what I'm saying? So, crucifixion, if they give you the visa, then they give you the visa. But if they don't give you the visa, then they crucified you. There's nothing you can do. If you shout till tomorrow, if they say they're not giving you, they are not what? Giving you. Shout on human that we hey, boy, we are sorry, we are not giving. Just know that, well, God, I saw myself in Toronto. And from there, I was in Times Square, New York. You had already eaten the burger. You had your apartment, and you look around like this. What's this? Your house is in the Dumukai. 
What good thing can come out of Nazareth? <laughs> the Covenants Nation Centers now open at Yaba, Igomu, Leki, Maryland, Festak, Songotedo, Ikorodu, Isolo, Igondo, and Ikeja. The Palms Center, Genesis Cinema Palms Shopping Mall, Leki Ekpe Expressway, Heritage Cinemas, Heritage Mall, Abulegba, Lagos. Do you live around any of these centers or you plan to invite someone? Come and enjoy an uncommon time of the word and worship in God's presence. God bless you. So let me just quickly show and then we do what we want to include. What is really going on? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 25. So God says that thing is a seed. 1 Corinthians 15, 25 and 26. Now he says he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Then verse 35 to verse 38. It says, some man will say, how are the dead raised up? With what body shall they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it dies. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that it shall be, but bear grain. It may chance be of wheat or some other grain. God giveth it a body as it has what? Pleased him. Now put up the message translation of these two scriptures. Message translation. All right? Quickly, message translation. Some skeptic, and I want you to understand this, is sure to ask, show me how resurrection works. Give me a diagram. Draw me a picture. What does this resurrection body look like? Paul said, if you look at this question closely, you'll realize how absurd it is. There are no diagrams for this kind of thing. We do have a parallel experience in gardening. You plant a dead seed, there is a flourishing plant. There is no visual likeness between the seed and the plant. No visual likeness. You could never guess what a tomato will look like by looking at a tomato seed. What we plant in the soil and what grows out don't look at anything alike. The dead body that we bury in the ground and the resurrection body that comes from it will be dramatically different. In other words, I cannot tell you what will come out of that situation, but if you plant it into God, God will give it a body as it has pleased him. And when that body comes out, it will be dramatically different. In other words, it was a loss of a job. What came out was a massive company. It's what God is saying. No Christian should go through anything and nothing will not come out of it. No Christian should be mistreated by anybody and it doesn't result in a breakthrough. You shouldn't go through anything that is inflicted upon you by people and it doesn't open up a massive door unto you. There's nothing that you lose on this earth that you are not if you take it and you plant it right there into God. Now, how do you do that? And plant it. Now, verse 42 to verse 55. Or let's read 42 to, I think, about 45 first. It says this. So is the resurrection from the dead. It is sown in corruption and raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. Which means it was a dishonorable thing. All right? But it will be raised in glory. It was sown in weakness. 
but is going to be raised in power. It was sown a natural body. It will be raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body. There is also a spiritual body. Now verse 51. Let's quickly jump to there. Verse 51. He now said, okay, verse 50. It says this. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither can corruption inherit what? Incorruption. But he has told us it is sown in corruption. Didn't he say that? Didn't he say that? Go, go back to verse 43. All right? Verse 43. It is sown in this order. Verse 42, thank you. So is the resurrection. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in what? In corruption. Now, so we go back. So you plant something, what comes out is dramatically different from what you sow. Now, it says, how will this happen? Now, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit, neither can corruption inherit in corruption. He said, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. That sleep there is that, let's just take it that we shall not all go into neutral and become passive. We are going to be what? Changed. Next verse here. In a moment, in the twinkling of the eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead, dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall change. In other words, there will be the sounding of the trumpet on corruption, and incorruption will come out of it. There will be the sounding of the trumpet on the loss of the job, and something comes out of it that is completely different from that. I say, wait, how did this come? The sounding of the trumpet. So how do you get that trumpet to sound? Simple. Revelations 8, verse 1. Very simple. So what do you do this today? Once I call the scripture, you the trumpet, one the trumpet, that's what I want to do this morning. And when he had opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven by a space of half an hour. All right? And then the seven angels which stood before God, to them were given seven trumpets. And it's always angels that blew this. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having golden center, and was given to him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of the saints. And the golden altar was before. That altar was where the burnt offering was. Alright? So something has just gotten burnt in your life. You want to offer it up unto God. Now see this here? And Andrea came and stood at the altar having golden center. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints. Upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense. So the smoke is burnt. So something was burnt up in your life. Do you get what we're saying here? I don't just want to go back there. All right, we'll come back here. Quickly go to Hebrews 12. That scripture I said, Hebrews 12, 27. All right, it says this. This word signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of those things that can be made, that those things that can be shaken may remain. Now it goes on and says this. Wherefore we receive in a kingdom that cannot be moved. Let us have grace that we may serve God acceptably and reverence in godly fear. Now look at the next verse. For our God is a what? Consuming fire. Is God consuming it? So it's a bond offering here. So let's go back here. Or let's go back to, to, to Revelation. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Verse 5. And the angel took the center and filled it with the fire of the altar and cast it into the earth. Voices, thunderings, earthquake, and all of that. Verse 6. And it says, And the seven angels that had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. 
And the Bible says that the first angel sounded. In other words, what will cause the angels to blow the trumpet? The prayers of saints went up, but they now offered incense with the prayers of the saints. In other words, from that bond place, worship is coming unto God. Praise is coming unto God. It says, in everything, give thanks. Somewhere else, it says, for all things, give thanks. This is acceptable in the sight of God. That is, you take all these things that I want all you to do this this morning. They are to do it. That you say, well, Lord, I lost this. Yes, it was gone, but God, it is yours. I let go of the situation. I'm no longer holding to the, on to the situation. I'm no longer holding on to the person. I'm no longer holding on to the job. I'm no longer holding on to the experience. I'm not, it is gone. I give you. And offer it up. One well, place I learned this, there was a man who was a chaplain in, during the Vietnam War. And of course, you're in a war zone, so you, and he said, look, so was a chaplain. And let's close with this. Powerful story. He said, so there was this man who was posted to Vietnam. Of course, if you're posted to Vietnam, it's like you are going to die. And, you know, the wife came, and he came to me and said, I don't want to go, what shall I do? He said, did they post you? He said, yes. He said, then let's give God thanks that you are posted. He said, we are saying you should pray. He said, no, let's give God thanks you are posted. He said, the wife now came after and said, I don't think you understand. I was adopted from birth. My adopted family abandoned me. I don't have anything. The only thing I have as mine is my husband, Ron. If he goes, that she was shivering, he knew that she had gone through traumatic things in her childhood. She was shaking like, so what are you saying? He can't go. She was literally. He said, let us give God thanks. He said, like, finally they agreed and went into the chapel and started giving thanks. And from there, the husband left. And she just sat down in the office. Of course, the house is going to be empty and just sat in the lobby there, staring in the skies. Like, you mean I'm going into emptiness? As she sat down, another officer came in and said, I need counseling. He said, I said, wait, he's busy. So she told her, I said, hope nothing. He said, I'm disturbed. Can you imagine my wife wants to divorce me? She said, I don't think this guy, this chaplain will help you because what he's going to say. <laughs> he said, just give thanks. That, that listen to me, I don't think I'll. But you know what happened? While he was now feeling so, he now showed up. Look at the woman, nothing. We have a child. Why she want to divorce me? And he was flipping. She just screamed, said what? Said, that's my mother. Ah. The guy said, who is your mother? The guy said, this is my own mother, not your mother. He said, no. She said, that's my mother. He said, how do you know? said, the agreement between my mother and the family that we're going to adopt him was that she will never set her eyes on me after birth. They will take me from that point. said, but so, she never, she doesn't even know me, what I look like. But what happened when I was growing up in that house, one day, I stumbled on a file and I saw my mother's photograph and saw the whole agreement there. That is the woman that I saw. To cut the long story short, she discovered her family through that encounter shortly after giving thanks. What she was afraid of, the brother hugged her, said you won't be, took her home. She saw the large family. They were all happy. So all that stuff was solved. The husband on his way to Vietnam, somebody just said, we need somebody in the legal department and diverted him. All thi- you have to put your trust in God that all things will work together for your good. Any door that closes is because he has opened something else. Don't stay on a closed door. 
So what am I saying? Well, you lost the contract. You fasted for 12 days. You gave everything you did. You are sure you had. You got the rabbi. You got the rabbi. You got the rabbi. You got the rabbi. This morning, dare to take everything to God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we bring up these situations as a bond offering unto you. And as the smoke ascends into your throne this morning, I declare into every single situation that is offered up now, and sound the trumpet of your voice upon it. It shall be changed in the twinkle of an eye. Amen. It shall be turned and completely changed. Amen. Out of that corruption and weakness shall come power, strength, and honor. It shall emerge in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Men pushed you down, but God this morning has raised you up. Men rejected you, God has opened up a door. Kings shall invite you to their table in the name of Jesus. That loss opened up a massive door for you. And something eternal that is transgenerational has entered into your life this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.